Hello, I'm Gail Gibson, performance and leadership coach, speaker, podcast host and author. I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can-do stories of growth, resilience and success to share. You can tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode, I'm talking to Nita Bajaj, art specialist, self-confessed introvert and co-founder of Edoism, a platform that provides mentoring, sharing and motivation for children and students. Welcome to the show today, Nita. Thank you, Gail. Thank you so much for having me. So first, let's take a short walk through your life. If you can give us a glimpse of your background and how you arrived at enabling children to learn and thrive in the education space. Sure, thank you. Um, as a child, uh, I loved art and everything visual attracted me. So um, I loved reading as well, but I wanted a lot of visuals along with my reading. And back then, there, you know, we didn't know anything about um, any labels that would uh, probably suit me. And, uh, you know, I, I just knew that I was a very sensitive and a very uh, artistic child. I found schooling quite a struggle, especially through my, um, you know, years where the examinations were such a big part of schooling. I believe, you know, they shouldn't have been that huge a part, but well, that was the main thing for me as a child. So we would study for the exam. I didn't, I didn't have that concept of studying, um, you know, for myself. I don't think anybody really taught us that. So it was a struggle. I would say everything was so much text. There was just very few visuals. History would have a few visuals. So I always thought I wish learning would be more fun and I wish it would accommodate each one of us in the classroom. Some of my friends were, have become excellent chefs, you know, now. And uh, back then we didn't do very well uh, through our academic life. There have been actors through my you know, who've become actors. So I, I always wanted to start a school myself. That has been one of my dreams. I can finally say that um, I have started a school. It's online as of now and offline in person too. Um, so that's, that's exactly how I started back then. And that's where I am now. I'd love to, you know, share the middle stories with you. Of course, of course. Yes. That's a wonderful introduction. And, you know, this wonderful creative space. And I, I do agree with you too, Nita, that education is, um, is lacking in that creative space in the way that lessons um, and not all children are the same type of learner. And so, enabling children in a different space is so important. So first, tell me a bit more about how did the Edoism and tell me what Edoism means to you as your brand for your business. So to me, Edoism is a fun learning space and a place to share, mentor, motivate. That is our tagline, share, mentor and motivate. Mm -hmm. So for me, that the youth are the ones, you know, who 
can come together and change um, a whole lot of things. Isolation, loneliness, basically. Um, and the more communication there is, I guess there would be more um, motivation and sharing and mentoring. So I think communication is a very, very important factor. Everyone has a different way of communicating. So eduism is a place to communicate in the way, in the best way that you can. So we brought in, uh, it was my husband and me. He's been a fabulous support always and a very, very uh, um, cheering sort of person that whatever I do is, you know, it's going to lead to something bigger. And, and because of that confidence that he gave me, I just went all out. So I, uh, I was an art teacher. I studied, I'll just tell you a little about myself, what I've studied. I've done a double A degree in child development um, and an early childcare diploma from uh, Mumbai and uh, the double A degree from California. So with both these experiences, theoretical and experiential, I started um, training as a teacher. And I was training as a teacher, I felt, you know, how much can I do, you know, one person, how much can I do alone? So I started connecting with a lot of teachers over the years. I, I started studying, um, understanding autism because I, real, I was very intrigued by that. So in 2002, I studied autism uh, as a special course after child development. Then I did a certified mindfulness training and I became a mindfulness practitioner in the U.S. Um, I worked with special needs kids with art and mindfulness. And I love the combination. I think it was really working beautifully. Um, when I moved back to India for five years uh, and to Singapore, I did the same thing again. And I started, uh, you know, studying and teaching and interviewing people. So I have a series of YouTube videos on my channel, which led to a lot more. So those interviews were quantitative research and qualitative research. So um, I interviewed psychologists, uh, teachers, founders of schools. You know, they had, they were the change makers at that time in Mumbai and in Singapore. And I also interviewed some people in California who have fabulous backgrounds in the education space. All this taught me that there is very less sharing and very less communication, transparent communication, you know, open communication. So these videos, I didn't know what I'm going to do with all of them. I just kept them for myself. And then finally, we put them up on YouTube. And we realized that that's not enough. So I started, you know, getting in touch with all the teachers that I know, the therapists that I know over time, over the years, because of my studying, my academics. Um, we also moved a lot of countries. So my son, uh, you know, went through a whole lot of experiences in various schools. He's been to 10 schools. And, you know, we, we saw some schools running like a beautiful homeschool and some schools running like a business. That sort of uh, troubled me a little bit that there's, there's no common ground. There's so many different schools, but at the same time, there's no common ground where everybody can study in the same place, in the same 
style, not the same style of learning, I would say in the same place with various styles of learning. I found that a beautiful integration plan. So we got connected with all the teachers, therapists, mentors, and one child at a time, we started helping um, families to connect with the right people who would help them through the schooling years of that child. I kept putting myself in the shoes of each child who needed um, you know, support. And I would say, what would I want? You know, I'd need an occupational therapist for certain things. I'd need a speech therapist or a communication skills expert. So we brought everyone together. And now we have a team of 34 teachers. Uh, no, sorry. I'm so sorry. We have 40 teachers now. Mm-hmm. And we have 10 uh, life coaches and therapists on board. We're all working as a team. And the meaning of Edoism is made up by me. It was a name that came to me that struck me in the middle of the night when I was asleep because I had a lot of um, drive and, you know, this feeling that I need to do something about, you know, just inclusion, about getting everyone together. I didn't know what to do. So I decided, okay, the name is Edoism. I woke up my husband at night and I said, you know, that's it. The name is Edoism. We had gone through a list of names, Mm -hmm. but Edoism seemed like the, the one. And it's obviously ED, education, and a movement, an ideology. And so, so the Edoism, okay? And um, yeah, we have a lot of art. We have a lot of languages now. Uh, beautiful concept uh, learning. When the big, big, big part of Edoism is the youth. So we, it's a youth network. And the youth are coaching as well. So students teaching students. And then senior experts teaching students. So I think everyone's learning from everyone. Even an adult is, uh, you know, senior teachers learning from a student, which is so beautiful. I think that exchange of learning. And um, our struggle is with number of students. We're not getting those large numbers, but we are loving this one-on-one that each teacher has with their student and each connection that our therapists are keeping with their um, clients. So I think, yeah, that sums it all up. That's a beautiful introduction to your idea and how you've brought it together and the journey that you've been on so far. And and as you said, and I, I just jotted these notes down, you said the place to communicate in the best way that you can. And that's such a wonderful space for children. Um, and And also, as you say, the children are learning from their mentors but also the mentors are learning so much and I know as a coach throughout all of the years I've been coaching my clients every single session that I have I learn something from the people I'm working with even though they have come to me for support Um, but it's this this reciprocity isn't it this feeling that we can mutually help one another and provide this this safe and yet very enriching space together so I love the whole concept of what you have shared so far what I wanted to ask you Nita was you um, I had a look at your background as well and you are a self-confessed introvert and you've had to step into being more introvert minded uh, sorry extrovert minded and step up and lead a team of people so can you tell me how you what you had to do to make that happen 
um, I think it was that fire in my belly that said that I want to, you know, I want to create this space of exchange, learning and communication, helping each other, not leaving anybody behind. I still feel it. I still feel, I still feel I'm not doing enough. It's been very hard to come on camera. I did a lot of interviews um, of people on camera. That was very hard. The first time that I interviewed a founder of a school, somebody who's extremely approachable, um, Ascend International School in Mumbai. And, um, you know, the founder of the school is a fabulous person. I interviewed him and I thought it's going to, you know, it's going to be easy because he's a very um, open-minded and a very nice human being. So, you know, I started the interview, but because I was camera shy, um, I think it would be, it would, it was one of the biggest challenges for me to actually, you know, even just start with a greeting. But I just thought of the end goal in mind and I went for it. And after that, I had several interviews lined up. I don't know how it happened. It just, I would take my camera stand, put it there, you know, start the, the camera, I really don't know how I did it. I feel like there was something, some energy working. <laughs> and I really believe we need to tap in that energy that we don't tap into in school, at school sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. And, um, you know, there's an energy within each one of us that we need to tap into. Most definitely. It's that, that zone of magic, isn't it? When we step out of that comfort zone, that's when we are at our best. Absolutely. I think when you have a goal in mind and you don't, you'll take any route to reach that goal. That's what I'm doing now. And have your biggest cheerleader standing beside you, your husband, who you said he champions you with your, the thoughts that you have, the, the, the goals that you're setting, the ideas and concepts that are coming out of your, your mind and your experiences and, and the education that you have given yourself and and he is your is your greatest your greatest fan I think as well and that really helps to drive you as well doesn't it? So. <laughs> yes, I think we are mutually very we admire each other. That's and, great. Um, you know, I think even it's the family. I think my family has always said yes, go for it. My parents, my in laws, they've always told me just go for it. Whatever I want to do, it's just like just do it. You'll never know till you try it. I love that. That's that can-do spirit that's been developed in you from being a young, very young person. Absolutely. So in your journey to date, has there been a time where you felt that it was all just getting too much and you were facing certain challenges that were, were difficult for you? And, and how did you get through those, those setbacks that you were facing? So the, the first setback, I would say, would be when I was in Mumbai and I was teaching in an art school. Uh, I mean, we had our own studio space and uh, I was teaching there. It, it went beautifully. I mean, we had children coming in. It was just my I, my dream come true. You know, I love color and kids and laughter and music. So all that was happening. We were having we, I had art birthday parties and, you know, it ran for about 10 months and then we had to leave the country. So the. The, the only time I remember being a little down and out was when we shut that studio because we had to leave the country. And we left for the US um, for my husband's job, which was obviously a brilliant move, but uh, it was hard for me. Then moving back again, we've moved a couple of times, as I had mentioned earlier, and moving back to Singapore um, gave me that option of, you know, 
starting again. And uh, due to the stay home time this year in 2020, mm-hmm. I think the coaching really took off. So I feel I'm, you know, every setback always leads to something better if you work hard at it. You I just agree. keep working. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't leave inspiration that's what I tell myself good good it's in your mindset isn't it you're, you're saying to yourself you know this we we we, op- we face another door and we can open another door uh, in yeah. our lives but we have to believe that we can open that next door yes we have to believe that's faith is so important in ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fantastic fantastic so since you've come back to Singapore now and you have your online platform and you also have physical classes what is your what is your dream say up to the end of this year and looking into 2021 as we go through this COVID journey um, and you can go back to having more classroom situation Um, I think my dream would be to have a lot more uh, people teaching on the platform and a lot more students. Mm -hmm. That's uh, actually crucial, you know, for the end goal, which is to have a lot more um, children on board who are feeling isolated today, who are feeling uh, like they don't belong to a community or a circle of friends it's very important for me to see that all children are nobody's left behind rather you know as much as I can do as much as many children as I can reach I mean I'm not alone now which is lovely I I think I have so many teachers on board right now who think the same way they are they're all so um, well versed with their skills their knowledge we have IGCSE teachers as well uh, certified teachers and all of them have the same vision. I mean, when we talk, it just we just connect so beautifully. And even the youth on board, we don't use labels. We don't use um, anything that restricts you from believing in the other person's skill. Uh, so we just come together. And when we have these meetings, it's so easy to just discuss the next step. I don't need to explain, hey, you need to understand each other. I don't need to say anything. It's like just so lovely. And... We have a music healer on board. We have um, a life coach. We have a child, uh, a young girl in the US, in California, who's signed up to be a mentor for other youth. And she's studying psychology right now. Uh, she has signed up. She said, Auntie, can I just be a you know, mentor for the youth, people of my age, children, younger? And I was like, wow, I didn't even need to explain my vision to her. And she just saw the, you know, the tagline, share, mentor, motivate. And she said, I'd like to be a mentor. So That's fantastic. Like that. That's yeah. such a fantastic story to share that she's seeing the, the value, but it's her, for her experience as much as um, being there for other people, isn't it? Yes. And I'm seeing that in each, each and every youth that's on the platform, on, on us, online school, I would call it. Um, you know, each one is, each one wants to help somebody. I just have to say, hey, you know, there's somebody who's got muscular problem. Uh, she wants to learn dance from you. Would you be able to? And before I can finish my sentence, she's on board, you know. I'm like, oh, that's lovely. So we, we are all working with a lot of different people. And it's turning out to be exactly what I wanted it to be. 
but I have loads of more work and miles, miles. Yeah. <laughs> and do you see your do you see your schools being opened up on a global platform as well? So would you like to see Edoism have a physical presence in India as well as yes. in America, the United States and other parts of the world? That sounds so beautiful, yes. <laughs> I would That's the big stretch goal, that one. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the bricks also. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it takes, and I think, yes, physical uh, meetings are so important too. So I want children to be able to come there, youth, I would say not children uh, only. There'll be youth and young kids and everybody kind of, you know, being together, age, not being... Um, the hindrance to, you know, meeting up with all, all the children, you know, everybody can meet up and study in the same classroom. There should be, I think it's more about stage than age. So um, skills, oh, there's so much I can talk about. You know, I don't know what this um, thing right now. No, no, it's wonderful. It's one, I love your vision and the fact that you, you have so much belief in what you're doing and you really want to make a difference. And that is, that is, has to be driven by a can-do mindset, which is what this whole podcast show of mine has always been about. All of my guests have that mindset like you and they all have those individual stories to tell. They've come from somewhere, they've had to face setbacks and challenges, they have to learn how to work through those things and this is why you will you will achieve your goals because you're, you're driving, driving, driving all of the time. You're pushing yourself constantly out of your comfort zone and you're leading yourself and other people. So in amongst all of this drive of yours then, Nita, how do you take care of yourself? How do you step back and prioritize self-care because that's a very key part of being a successful leader but also a human in the world that we live in today where there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of potential stress what is your go-to for self-care you know I love spending time with my family with my son my son is 16 years old and uh, he is such a pleasure to be around because he's a super peaceful human being and uh, you know, just being with him, sketching with him. Uh, he's he's excellent at art. So, you know, we sketch together. I paint a lot. Paint is my go-to therapeutic time. Um, so I love color, as I had mentioned. Mm. So I just start using those colors that give me peace. It's like a meditation for me. Mm-hmm. So I use very light colors, pastel shades. My house, uh, our house is, you know, we have... Uh, very light colors everywhere so for me just being in this space is soothing that gives me my introvert time yes (laughs) very much needed I think for all of us um, to step away from the chaos and step into our calm space too so so tell me your paintings is this a watercolor that you use as your your medium or do you use pastels or something like that I love soft pastels and I use um, acrylic colors and I make them look like watercolors sometimes and I Beautiful. make them look like oil paint oil okay. paint sometimes okay. okay because I love oils but we can't use them at home because they're so toxic so yes. I use a lot of acrylic paint yes. Yes. beautiful beautiful so your home is an art gallery it sounds like it's an art studio <laughs> I, I like to call it an art factory you know like a workshop I love that feeling of honestly I would love to be in a raw the most raw school on earth 
where everybody can just enjoy the rawness and experiential learning. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, I'd like to come to that school. I'd like to almost <laughs> turn. Sometimes you want to turn your life back and go back a few few years and just experience that again, but there's nothing stopping you at any age to just step into that, that yes. world anyway, isn't it? So yes. um, wonderful, wonderful. I'd love to see some of your work at some time. So could you share with me or and our listeners as well, Nita, what would be three top tips you would share about your journey so far that can help others? Um, so I would say uh, number one is to tap on your intuition because your intuition is more powerful than, you know, even your habit. I mean, yeah, your habit is something you're habituated, you're used to, used to a certain way of life or seeing yourself in a certain way. But I think intuition is the most powerful uh, thing and ability we all have to use. The second thing would be, uh, I would say confidence. Yeah, confidence. I would start with confidence and then go towards intuition. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the third one would be, you know, being in the moment, uh, enjoying that journey rather than thinking of the result. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful process there. So being confident in yourself, tapping into your intuition as a superpower and uh, enjoying the journey and being in the moment. Wonderful, wonderful. And that to me, sums up exactly the person that you are, that you have embraced everything that you have touched and you have created this wonderful, wonderful community of people who, as you said before, you don't even have to share the values. The people that are coming to you, they are naturally aligning with who you are and what the purpose and your passion for uh, Edoism and expanding this wonderful platform for people everywhere so thank you i think that 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 really does some those three things really sum it up for me so what can we look out for from you for the rest just the rest of this year what are you working on at the moment then nita yeah at the moment um okay i'm doing about few things uh, so many things that i'll tell you about the most special to me right now in my heart is i'm illustrating for um a book for a little child who's um, a little unwell and I'm illustrating for her book right now. And I'm hoping to bring her on board, Edoism, to have, you know, talk about her journey. Her mother and her, yeah, I love their story. And they're like the most powerful uh, thought leaders they could be. I, I Just the mother and daughter. So I'm, I'm doing work with them right now and... I feel everything's leading me to something. I am meeting a lot of good people and I think that's what's inspiring me to continue and to believe that there is a huge population that can help others. Just want to tap into that. Beautiful, beautiful. The, the, the book sounds wonderful on the journey with that little girl and her family as well. So keep, yeah. keep painting and keep drawing, keep creating. So what is, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Is it via the website or do you have a Facebook page or your YouTube videos? 
So the best way is by my phone number. <laughs> you okay. can WhatsApp me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Do I need to? Should I say it? Yeah. Okay. So it's plus six five I'm always available on WhatsApp, except for when I'm sleeping. <laughs> and, uh, I have an email address too, called eduism at gmail dot com. Wonderful, wonderful that I will include that in the um, in your introduction on the Podbean uh, site as well. So my final question for you today, Nita, is why do you feel a can-do attitude is essential? So I think that if you have a dream and, an, you know, a goal in life, without which it's pretty um, daunting to me, you know, uh, with that goal, because of that goal, rather. Um, sorry, can I have the question again? I started thinking. Okay, that's okay. Why do you feel a can-do attitude is essential? Yeah. So I think that's the reason a can-do attitude is essential because you want to make your goal happen. You want to see, um, you know, I think even the, just explaining it to somebody and to be a role model for other people, for children, for people who need support, a can-do attitude is very important. Because if we don't know that we can do it, how can we tell somebody else that they can do it? Wonderful. Yeah. Couldn't have put it better myself. So I love every time I ask that question, I get a different answer that arrives at the same destination. But it's just wonderful to hear the words that get shared. So thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute delight to talk to you today, Nita. And as I said before, your vision is grand and your your drive in yourself is is just fantastic. You know, you're you're working hard to achieve your goals, but you're you're doing this so selflessly. You're doing it. You you radiate outward everything that you want to do to help others so that they can be in this creative space and they can become who they were born to be it's it's wonderful it really is wonderful they'll become who they were born to be i love that (laughs) so thank you so much for joining me on the call today thank you so much gail thanks this is my first podcast ah there you go well it's (laughs) over now that's another introvert into the extrovert realm for you absolutely thank you I'm thrilled about the exciting lineup of guests I will interview throughout 2020. To share your story and inspire others on the Can Do Way, do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. To listen to stories of Can Do success by previous guests like Nita, please visit podbean.com, the Can Do Way. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of this podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients and have a fantastic Can Do Day.